are Australia's biggest ABBA f- fanatic in a way, but when I read your <laughs> about you, I, I'm, I wonder if you're not one of the world's biggest ABBA fanatic. What uh, do you say? <laughs> um, I would say I'm one of the big fanatics. I'm not the biggest because there are lots of us out there. There's lots of big fans in Australia and around the world, so... But I'm definitely in that group. But but <laughs> so, have you have you ever met anyone who have more items than you? Other items? Mm, I've met people online, but not in person. Oh. I know other collectors have collections like I do. Yeah. So, but I've not seen their collections in person. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. I first want to know about your own ABBA journey. Now, how can you tell us the first time you came across ABBA? When was yes. that? That was uh, 1975. Um, I saw ABBA on Countdown, the film clip for Mamma Mia. And and what stro- what what was so amazing about them? Um, it's really hard to explain, but uh, just everything about them. They were different to anything else, any other groups that were around at the time. Uh, they were beautiful. The music was wonderful. We loved the costumes and the choreography. I think the choreography grabbed a lot of people at the time because that wasn't a common thing to see. And you saw this with your sisters, right? Yes, my mum and my three sisters. So this ABBA show, look, watching this on Countdown, it does, it did have an effect in the household, didn't it? I read somewhere that you started to do your own ABBA shows, you and your sisters. <laughs> yes, yes. My whole family was taken by them straight away. We absolutely loved them straight away. Mm. and um, But it wasn't until 1976 when they did the bandstand special, The Best of ABBA. Yeah. Uh, me and my little sister, we memorised everything from that show. And my older sisters used to get us to put on ABBA shows for them and their friends. And we used to copy the bandstand special. <laughs> so, what do you mean memorised? You, 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 could you memorise every little movement? Yes. It was repeated on TV quite a few times that year, so we watched it every time. And, yeah, my sister, uh, I would have been eight, no, I was probably seven, my sister was five, but we did, we memorised everything. We loved them so much that we just, it was easy to remember everything from the show. Cool. And if you have a get-together with your sisters now, would you be able to to do that show again? Oh, (laughs) I could. My little sister, she didn't remember it so well once she was older. Okay. <laughs> but I still remembered it. I think I discovered the nexus of your collection. It's basically your mother started to buy merchandise. Oh, yes, definitely. What, what did she buy? Uh, well, straight away, of course, she bought us the ABBA albums, the LPs and cassettes. And then when they started selling all the other merchandise, like the trading cards and the posters, the poster books, the T-shirts, hmm. all that sort of thing, mum bought that all for us. So we had a lot of items when I was younger. Hmm. And now, I just kept them over the years and then eventually started adding to the collection. So part of your collection is your mum's things that she bought from the beginning, the original yes, stuff. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yes. Oh, Okay. Now, before we go into the actual, the collection, I also saw when I read about you that you went to this historic concert, the ABBA concert, when they actually came here. Oh, yes. We went to the first Sydney concert on the 3rd of March, the one with all the rain. Oh, you've got to describe for us. How, how was that experience? <laughs> it was the most thrilling experience of our lives 
for, for the whole family. We'd never been to a live concert before and we were so young, me and my little sister, and even my older sisters were only young teenagers and then there was just mum. So mum and her four daughters, with all that craziness and people running for seats and people being knocked over and trampled and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But And then I, we ended up right at the front, so right near the stage, so... Mm. And then even when the rain started, it didn't matter. We didn't care about the rain. It was just the most amazing thing to have ABBA that close to you, right in front of you, performing all their wonderful songs. It was just the most amazing experience. What was the, what, Were they as good as, as they were on TV? Uh, it was better in, in because they were right there in real life in y- front of us. I'm always curious about how they could reproduce their sound because when you listen mm. to an ABBA album, it's very well produced. It's quite oh, intricate yeah. patterns and multi-layered. How did they do that live? Well, they had such um, a large band and they had an orchestra there that performed for a couple of the songs as well. Mm. And then, of course, lots of backup singers and that sort of thing to add to the layers. It, the sound was phenomenal. They were brilliant live. Mm. And they had such amazing sound equipment. It was so loud. Yeah. They were definitely, I mean, people think of, of them as a pop band, but when they were live, they were a rock band. It was just brilliant. Oh. And they just sounded wonderful. And um, and they were, in all the, was it very elaborate, this dancing and the, between, with the songs as well? You know, the way they move, they're very mm. fluid on stage. Yes, they are very good on the stage. Um, there wasn't a lot of choreography in the normal songs. Um, the only time they did a lot of choreography was during um, the mini musical, The Girl with the Golden Hair. Mm. There was quite an elaborate dance routine for that performance. Oh. But, I mean, for the rest of it, they danced around, and especially Frida always yeah. danced around a lot. So, Did you have a favourite? Uh, when I was young, it would have been Anyeta. Yeah. Just as with most young girls, I think, um, we all wanted to be her. But as I grew older and more mature, um, I realised that Frida was my favourite, her brilliant personality, and she's such a warm, beautiful person yeah, and such an amazing voice that woman has. So, yeah, she's my favourite now. (laughs) Did you ever meet them? No, I wish I had. Yeah. I do intend to get to Sweden one day. I have to go over to see Abba the Museum one day anyway. And if I get lucky, I may bump into one of them. So, But but that might be a bit disappointing considering you have more items than the Abba Museum have in Sweden. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I have more items. I have different items. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. I want to know how many items do you have, roughly? Oh, oh goodness. Um, thousands. Um, I couldn't really say exactly. I've never counted them. Mm. Do you know what your oldest ABBA item is? What is the oldest one? Uh, the oldest one would be the first one Mum bought for me, which is um, the ABBA album, oh, right. uh, which is the self-titled ABBA album, and then the best of ABBA. They were the first records she bought for us. Mm. And um, apart from that... Um, Say really, I mean they're all old now. <laughs> what, what is the what is the latest thing you have? Uh, the latest thing is all the um, Abra Arrival 40th anniversary items. Oh right. The you know the LP, the new LP that was put out, the box set of um, coloured vinyl hmm. for the singles and the picture discs. So every new item that's put out, I buy. 
<laughs> as well. So, and then I make my own items as well. I have things made. <laughs> really, like what? Uh, you know, our cushion covers and mugs and pillowcases and t-shirts with designs that I like of theirs. So, do you <laughs> do you do. sleep in ABBA sheets? Oh no. <laughs> I think my husband would draw the line at that. <laughs> he puts up with ABBA everywhere in the house. So I don't think he'd put up with it in bed. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the most expensive thing you have in the collection? Um, well, I actually um, said in an interview recently that it was um, a record that was made for Yorrell Hanser for her birthday Yeah. that was given to all the people at the party. And that, that cost $1,800. Oh, right. Um, I, I do have... The Abba dolls as well, which my husband bought for me as a gift, and they cost $1,800 as well. So hmm. there's a few items that cost around that amount. So. <laughs> but, but, Roxana, when you do your research and you're looking for this stuff, mm-hmm. how do you do it? How do you find these things? Um, I do a lot of internet searching, um, especially overseas. It's not always easy to find items that I don't already have. Yeah. Um, but I search all the international um, auction websites. And I also have a lot of people who contact me directly mm. who want to sell items because they know about me. So mm. I get a lot of things that way, people wanting to sell their collections and that sort of thing. So, but it's all online and a lot of it comes from international people these days. So, so say that we have all these ABBA people, people that collect ABBA things. What is the rarest thing? You know, what is the rumors that, you know, the holy grail of ABBA material of items? Mm-hmm. What is it? Mm-hmm. It would have to be definitely those. Uh, there's two records: the the Sang to Yorul, the record for Yorul Hanser, yeah. and uh, Hover's Vitney, which was the record made for Stig Anderson for his birthday as well, mm. because. Um, one of them, there was only 50 copies made, and the other one only had 200 copies made, and they weren't sold to the public. So they're the most valuable and rare items hmm. these days. Very hard to find if you're collecting. So, it, yes. it, Okay. But I'm also very curious about, um, do, do you have, like, get-togethers? Like, like you meet ABBA, for instance, in Australia, because I, I guess there's quite a few collectors in Australia or people are very into ABBA. I mean, every time we play an ABBA song on our show, people call in. It, it, yeah. Is, is that what happens? Do you meet people that have the similar interests? Oh, oh, yes. Over the years, I've met a lot of other Australian fans and collectors, and there are quite a few big collectors in Australia mm. and fanatical fans and that sort of thing. And I used to have a friend who lived on the Gold Coast and we used to have other parties all the time and and compare collections and that sort of thing. So and we used to have party nights and get-togethers with other people as well. Mm. Now, I'm yeah. going to ask you a question that's very hard, and, and but I see <laughs> if you can answer. Sweden... Okay. ABBA phenomenal, huge. I mean, they were huge, big, popular. Yeah. Australia, the same thing, but almost not in any other country to that extent. How can you explain that? Um, <laughs> I think part of it in Australia was that ABBA were, or were they perfect for us at that time because in Australia we were still quite an an innocent country, mm. like. You know, um, and there was a lot of, um, well, I've heard recently there was a lot of political turmoil in Australia at that time. And it was almost like ABBA came along and it was just 
just light, happy entertainment and it took us took people's minds off the things that were going on in Australia. But I think because they came across so nice and genuine down to earth mm. and they were so, well, clean cut and all that sort of thing, they just totally suited the Australian public at that time mm. because we were still a reasonably, you know, innocent country. Yeah. And I think like in places like the UK, they were more into other sorts of music at that time, quite hardcore music. So it took a little while for them to hmm. to latch on to ABBA the way we did. Although, I mean, there were there are plenty of fans now who will say they were extremely popular. Hmm. And they loved ABBA even in the 70s, you know, even before Australia discovered them. So, yeah. I mean, everyone's got their own opinion about that, but I think it just, they just totally suited our country at the time of where Australia was at that time. Mm. And they appealed to all ages, so it was perfect. But I'm curious, are you, have you always loved them? Has it been like uh, stages in your life where you just forget about them or you forgot about them and you w- were into something else and then you, you picked it up again? Or has it been like a constant mm. companion in your life? Oh, constant. I mean, I went through, you know, during my teenage years, I've always been into all kinds of music and loved all different bands and groups, but all the way through, ABBA was always there. Mm. But, of course, you once they um, stopped recording they, and they left the scene, um, they were, I mean, I still loved ABBA. I still played my ABBA records and my cassettes and all that sort of thing. And then, of course, in the 90s, when they brought out Abba Gold and then started bringing out a few other things, it was so exciting and it was wonderful to mm. be able to buy new Abba items again. And we'd missed that in Australia, that there was nothing happening in all those years. So, But Abba were always there. They were always my favourites. So no matter who else I liked. <laughs> How do you live? I mean, do you cram all these thousands <laughs> of stuff in your house or do you have like yeah. an extension or what's going on? <laughs> Well, actually, when I my when my collection first got really big, my husband did build an extra room onto the house, <laughs> and it's actually carved into the concrete in the floor, the ABBA room. So, and I used that room to display all of my collection, and but it was also the family room. Mm. And eventually, though, after having it on display there for about seven years, I said to my husband, "I think I'll give you a break, and I'll take it all out of the family room, and I've got it all crammed into one room." now one small room which is very difficult <laughs> because you're such an ABBA expert I want to know yeah are there songs do you think that we still haven't heard that are in some vault somewhere that they haven't released yet oh yes there are oh really we know there are yes <laughs> there's actually a book coming out this year by Carl Magnus Palm mm. and he will discuss a lot of those in the book or the unreleased things in the art in in the vault over there. So we were hoping to hear some of it. And there is an event in London for the release of Carl Magnus Palm's book. Yeah. And they're going to have some musicians there playing some of those, some of that music that has never been released. So we know there's plenty more in the vault. But (laughs) (laughs) we're just waiting. (laughs) Roxana, my final question. I want to hear your favourite ABBA song. What is it? Uh, it does change all the time because it's very hard to pick just one. But right now, my favourite is Why Did It Have to Be Me? 
because I absolutely adore Frida and Bjorn singing that together, and especially from the 1977 tour when they did it live. Frida is just brilliant in that song, and it's such an energetic, wonderful song. I forgot one question. Does your husband like ABBA? He does like ABBA. <laughs> He's not a fanatic, though, yeah. but he does um, – he encourages me and yeah. he supports me in my in my fanaticism, I guess, my obsession, my passion, my love. So he's been absolutely wonderful through all of this. Mm. What a great yeah. guy. Okay. I'm very lucky. Thank you very much for talking to us. Thank you, Johan.